This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you video game nerds out there. I'm Joanna. Arby's didn't have a free lunch, Krupnik. And I'm Emma. Love me the way I want you to, Ackerman. And we could not be happier that you poured yourself a glass of Beaujolais to drink with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are eating some delicious rabbit with our Beaujolais and giving you our thoughts on episode three of The Last of Us on HBO. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping, head to the feed to check out tons of past episodes from us. We talk about all the different planets all throughout this thing we call the Nerdverse. MCU, Star Wars, Harry Potter, House of the Dragon, Stranger Things, the DCEU, and more. There are tons of past episodes just sitting there waiting for you on our feed, so please enjoy. You're probably asking yourself, how can I possibly keep up with all this amazing content. Well, be sure you're subscribed to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you'll be notified every time a new episode drops. And follow along on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. All right. And if you could not guess, this is not Brian's voice that you're hearing. Brian is in Paris right now. Brian, we miss you. Please come back soon. I am joined once again by my sister, Emma. Hello, Emma. Hello, sister. I'm so jealous of Brian, but selfishly very glad he's gone so I can hang out with you. I am so jealous of him. He is not hearing this at this moment. He will when I publish the episode, but he went to Amsterdam and then went to Paris. Uh, That's what me and Jan did, like what, circa 2019, right before the pandemic? Did you do Amsterdam on that trip? Yes, we did Amsterdam first. Because I know you went with dad along, like, when you were younger. Yes, in, uh, in college. But, no, this was me and Jan. It was a great trip. Ugh, I'm so jealous. I hope he's eating I all know. the Stroopwaffles. He is. Well, he, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't. Well, he's done the Stroopwaffles now. But they went to so many good restaurants from his Instagram stories. I'm, I'm gathering all this. But they're in Paris now. And, yeah, it's really uh, – I'm getting a lot of uh, wanderlust. <laughs> FOMO. Um, a lot of FOMO. So Emma, for those of you who may not have listened to the past episodes, Emma's joined us before for a lot of Ms. Marvel back when we were covering that show. Um, she's fairly new to the nerdverse, but she this is not really like, you know, this isn't Star Wars or the MCU. So we're all kind of on a level playing field here. Um, that being said, uh, let's head on in to Nerdverse Customs. Let me see your identification. This week, we're headed into the Last of Us sector of the Nerdverse. Okay, so, uh, Emma, passport time. Mm-hmm. Where where do you feel you land with this show? You know it's a video game, obviously. You know that? <laughs> yes, that I know. <laughs> so where do you think you land in the stamp world? I mean, I am not... I am not a video gamer. Um, 
or a gamer, I guess video gamers, even a lamer way of saying gamer. Um, but I do know that it's a video game. I have not watched any of the playthroughs. I'm tempted. I'm very tempted given how much I love the show so far. Um, but when it comes to zombies, post-apoc- like post-apocalyptic worlds, I'm very into that. I still am nowhere, like on you and Brian's scale, I'm still very much a novice. I don't, so I, I give I don't know much. I mean, I, I, so I, of course I listen to the pods, uh, with you and Brian always do. Um, and you've seen, I was surprised actually at some of the gaps in your list of zombie movies there. I think you've seen oh, more than you're giving yourself credit for. No, Zombieland, some episodes of walking dead and like that. What else? What else? What were I you surprised legend. You oh, I've seen I'm, I'm legend. legend. I said, and I say that, yeah, I said that. Quiet Place. Did you ever see Dawn of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead? Quiet Place isn't a zombie, but it is similar. I did not see Shaun of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, This is is right up your alley right now for this horror kick you've been going through. Yeah, except for I got to stop the horror kick because while I'm looking at houses, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, I'll be murdered there. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, I have to stop watching these things now. I think think that was it. I think it came and it went. And now I'm on lockdown from those. Um. Well, we're going to stick to The Last of Us for your passport. So if you've been watching the episodes, but if you haven't um, watched a playthrough, you're probably just at like one. Um, I would say I would argue I'm a zero. Really, the reason I'm watching The Last of Us is because Sunday night HBO to me is a precious, esteemed place of television. Like a you know if HBO is putting something in its Sunday night slot, they're putting a lot of eggs in that basket. So I'll pretty much give anything on Sunday nights on HBO a shot, and I'm very glad that this fell into um, into the Sunday night slot because it's fantastic. Okay, yeah. So tell me how you tell me what you've been thinking about this show, and I'm curious how. Do you, uh, by the way, with the playthrough, what I've been doing is watching the playthrough after the episode as far as it goes. So oh, I, I actually did one to one. Uh, no, there's some stretches that are very long in the playthrough and they skipped it. But for so far, yes, although I didn't watch the Frank and Bill bit, I know a lot about it because I did some research, but I haven't watched that yet. Um, but up until the point, it was very, very similar. So it was almost, with the exception of some detours, it's pretty much the same. So um, wow. I'm behind this week, but I have been watching a playthrough just as, just so I can compare. Um, yeah. I mean, everything I've heard, too, is that this episode was the biggest diversion, uh, diversion that it's taken so far. That Definitely. really, these characters are just very second, uh, secondary, if really critical at all to the plot. Um, especially Frank. Frank is like a mention versus obviously he's he already is, dead. When yeah. He, yeah, 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 the heart and soul of this episode, quite literally. Um, oh yeah, this is your spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> We're going to be spoiling today's episode <laughs> of The Last of Us, but I guess that's why you're here. So this is your spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, but I, I can't spoil the playthrough because I haven't gotten that far and Brian's not here and he knows the whole game, so he can't spoil it. So we're safe. You, you were all safe here if you watched the recent episode three of The Last of Us. Um, okay. So why do you like Walking Dead? How far did you get in Walking Dead? And how do you rate this with Walking Dead? And do you like it more or less? What do you think of the show so far? 
I smuggled a lot of questions in there. Just <laughs> have at it. Um, yeah, so I was like a day one Walking Dead fan. I started I from the beginning. Um, I loved it because uh, to me, and like, like I said, I've, I've seen a lot of zombie post-apocalyptic sh- uh, shows and movies. Um, to me, the day one aspect is the most like how it's interesting part, how it starts, which is why I'm loving these flashbacks. Um, and I think walking dead does an excellent job of that. Like you are waking up with Rick. So I guess mm-hmm. spoiler alerts for we're walking dead. Um, Oh yeah. Spoiler but, for walking dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but very you're old up show. With, but yeah. If you haven't seen episode one of walking dead, you're like 10 years late. Um, so you're you're waking up with Rick. You're experiencing the world for the first time with him, with fresh eyes. Uh, so I thought that that was a really cool way to start. Uh, very similar to 28 Days Later, you know, with that that opening scene with Cillian Murphy. But um, I sure don't. I think uh, you never saw 28 Days Later. Nope. Oh, Joe, that's a great. You don't one. even watch scary movies. How are you even surviving this show? <laughs> I know. Okay. First of all, this show I'm watching behind my fingers 99% of the time, which is one of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, the suspense is like relentless. Um, But the Walking Dead, I think, first of all, I was in college, so living that dorm life, lots of roommates. I felt a little protected as you do now in your apartment lifestyle. Once you move into a house, I agree. You're going to feel differently. Um, But also Walking Dead, it was still still a cable show. So it was a little bit more toned down than this one. And this one, I think the story is, the story is so compelling. I like, obviously with episode three, I'm really into it. Um, So I would say that the magic of Walking Dead is similar to the magic I'm experiencing with this show, where it's really more about the survivors, their stories, rather than just the, uh, just the zombie of it all. Um, I think that they're doing an excellent job on explaining how this happened and giving us a peek without, um, and like doing the time jumps. I'm loving that. Walking Dead I stayed with up until Negan and Lucille, which I'm sure that those who have watched the show will know what you mean when you say that. Yep. As soon as that episode happened, that episode I was done. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. It was too sad. It was too heartbreaking. And I never looked back. I have kept up with the plot through the years. So like, I know how it ends. Um, but I, I just couldn't watch it anymore. So are you getting like, are you, if someone were saying, which should I watch the last, I know you've only seen three episodes, but if you, they were like, what should I watch walking dead? I guess you have to take away the fact that you know that you stopped watching starting out season one. Would you watch walking dead or would you watch this? Do you, have do you can you rank them or can you pick a favorite? Mm, great question. I I think it's too 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 early to tell, mm-hmm. but right now, um, mm. episode three honestly makes me want to say watch Last of Us over Walking Dead. Right. But but I saw way more obviously of The Walking Dead and it is a phenomenal show. So perfect segue. This episode, long long time. Holy God. Holy God. Uh, This was probably one of the most, like, paramount episodes of television in a while. Like, you know, Hall of Fame episodes I'll remember forever. Me too. I mean, I I can't remember the last time 
I watched, well, that's a lie. I recently watched Wally and cried for about 20 minutes. Um, it just happened to be on Freeform. But uh, you are also I, pregnant. <laughs> I am also pregnant, which I think made this way worse. I literally brought a box of tissues to this podcast reporting, recording because <laughs> even thinking about the episode today, I was crying. Like, <laughs> I was just a hysterical hormonal disaster watching right. this. I mean, it was. And we can dive into why it was so emotional, I'm sure, today. but We will. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was so sad. It was so sad and so touching and just so beautiful. How much did you cry? Like, put it on oh. – like, like, nestle it on a Pixar scale. How much did you cry? Oh, God. That's, that's tough. It was just one of those things where – I get teary eyed and I like have to go grab a tissue and I'm like dabbing and I'm like, my lips are quivering and I'm definitely, my t- eyes are welling up. But then there's also the, like, I have to, like my eyes are closed cause I'm sobbing and like <laughs> the episode finishes and I'm just sitting there crying. And that was what this one was. <laughs> that also happened at the end of Mandalorian season two, um, which spoiler alert, we didn't have to wait long for that to be rectified. But uh, yeah, there's just certain things and, they both involved Pedro, although he was not part of why I cried in this episode. Um, yeah, it was, man, it was, I also have a really hard time with storylines where death is where the, the, where someone knows they're going to die. They know it's Mm -hmm. moments away. They know it's a day away. They know it's an hour away. And like the, just that, cause that's really, it's, it's like kind of a luxury, I guess. Um, you know, if it's planned, but it, you know, it's just, it's also just so scary and emotional. So yeah. Oh, I was a mess. Um, overall the, this show is just so much more than I thought it would be in terms of an apocalyptic, I'm not going to say zombies because it's really, it's not zombies, but apocalyptic, apocalyptic pandemic monstery show. Mm-hmm. This episode was just the articulation of the human experience. Um, it just shows so much about what people are fighting for. And I haven't yes. seen Station Eleven, but there's this, there's a line I think from that that I keep seeing and getting thrown around that's like, survival, uh, surviving isn't enough or surviving. I'm going to get that wrong. Sorry guys, but it's not enough to survive. Like it, that doesn't, yeah, that's not going to cut it. And that's what this is. And it also like, yeah, it's a detour for sure from the game, which we'll talk about, but the fact that this show can do this and like packed in, not only did it bookend with Joel and Ellie, Mm-hmm. But it actually moves Joel's story forward and Ellie's yeah. Yeah. because of what we know it meant, these people meant to him and what, and the context and everything. I just can't believe that, that they just, these two random characters that we start with and we finish with, we, they show just enough of their life together mm-hmm. to take us to like hysterics. I mean, it was hysterics. incredible. I know. I know. Cause it is, it's, it's. like three quarters of an episode of just their story. They're, they're carrying the entire episode on their back. 
Um, and I think the reason that this was so fantastic to your point is like, of course, reminding the audience who they're fighting for, but a lot of zombie and apocalyptic movies can be relentless. Like I recently watched world war Z again, and that is just nonstop. What is going on? Oh my God. I can't like, you can't breathe because it's yeah. just constantly on the edge of your seat. So for Craig and Neil to give us an episode of a reprieve where you can just like remember that there's something worth fighting for here and they wouldn't all be better off dead. Um, And like the beauty of love and in times of in these awful times and we've all seen it in COVID, right? Like there's beautiful love stories. People, it brings out an extreme kindness in, in others and to others and so to, to remember that and see that beauty of love um, is so important. And I would argue, I have a hot, I have a, I have a counterpoint because Brian did not push back on this enough. You thought that the test zombie kiss was like a beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> I, it, it stayed with me, but not, I didn't think it was beautiful. I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty because of, how it was like uh, this the uh like i like i how, how i cannot articulate this like i thought there a sick beauty in in the like the, the, way the tendrils like yeah i mean not like Avatar actually that's moment. it's very creepy but it was slow and it was the it was like the end of her life and she it was just there was something to, it's like when you see the dead the dead, like, um, oh, what are we calling it? Like the ferns that the, when you see the cordyceps that's like dried up and it's like created all this uh, moss on walls. Like it, it's really pretty. It's botanical. It's like, um, sure, it makes beautiful shapes and stuff. So it's, it's not like it's like a bunch of like guts, like slabbered on a wall, but no, it, I, I don't mean to say that it was like lovely. I mean to say that it was, it was like chilling. Visual- very chilling. Like I get the heebie-jeebies just talking about it. But unlike, like I am legend. When you realize that the those those the creatures, I forget what they're <laughs> called. I know the creatures that they have created their own society. Like there's beauty in that. Like okay, these people are yes, they're technically oh, not people uh, yeah, anymore. Yeah, I didn't quite mean like that. I mean, I do think that they that this. Um, well, it wasn't a clicker, I think, yet, but whatever. I'll call them clicker for the sake of, I don't know the terminology of the other sort of stages. But yeah. this particular one, I think, sensed that she was infected yeah. and was bringing her in. Um, again, to me, it's more the symmetry of like, this was her, la- like, this was her last kiss. She didn't want to have a, a gruesome end. She was already bit. Yeah. She knew it was coming. She also was probably stalling for time to do her lighter. Right. I don't know. It was... But and it was also just like weird that the guy didn't go crazy. Like he was gentle. I don't know. It it was like <laughs> it was so crazy. I was watching Ryan Gosling just like just give a first kiss to freaking Rachel McAdams. Um, oh my god, the highest compliment of a zombie ever. You just yeah, maybe compared. it's not right. It's like Timothy Chalamet or something. Um, somebody who's like just not my type, but um, that zombie extra is like oh my god. I was just compared to Ryan Gosling. <laughs> um. I, I think you're right. I also, when you brought up COVID, like you, it also was so reminiscent of the, the people 
when lockdown happened that actually were thriving in this yeah. environment where they didn't have to go outside. They were introverted already. They were like, thank God I could build my home. I can nest, you know, of course. Our mother. Our, sure, our mother. And I mean, Justin loved it for a while too. But then of course you think about job security and yada, yada. But like sure. there was, for some people, this type of world like it is for Bill is like a utopia. Yeah. I mean, he says he was the, in, the, in his letter. He's like, I'm glad and you everyone saw. Died. I mean, you yeah. saw him. It was like he's living his best life. I know. I was so I was so impressed. I was I like, know. I need I need to at least put some bottled water in my trunk. Like if he can do this, I can do the bare minimum. I mean, he really it was amazing. And he knew it, it's just, it was so fun to just watch him in those early days. Just yes. knew how to do everything. And he went to Home Depot and he like has the gas turned on the gas company. It's just, it was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. Um, but that putting something like that in the show, it's just not what you expect. And in the game, um, again, I haven't watched as far in the playthrough, but Frank is already dead. He's, mm-hmm. I think hung himself when oh. they get bill is alive when he is there, but he's, but I think bill's function more is like a place where they can stop over and get supplies. And he mm-hmm. sometimes has like notes for them or he's like left them something. And it's more of a, I think a, a, like uh, a plot device a plot device in the game yeah. um they don't have a great relationship in the in the game and um yeah it's not a detour the way that they did for okay. this but i think yeah. it's so important to show another side of this and just i mean this utter beauty and then you have someone and it's so well cast oh my gosh i know it took me it took me a minute to um to place to place Murray Bartlett. I, I oh really? Because the beard it threw me off so much, and I was like, oh my god, it's Armand. That's it's so Armand. funny. Justin had the same issue. He was like, wait, that kind of guy looks like a guy from Out Lotus, and I was like, that is him because I just knew that he was cast, so I knew this whole thing was going to be him. But oh, okay, yeah, he he didn't recognize him right away either. Um, apparently, uh, Nick Offerman was not the first choice. They had somebody else, but he was shooting another project and couldn't do it. And Nick Offerman, I mean, it's like genius. genius. It is literally elements of Ron in this like yep. prepper survivalist. It was so perfect. And, you know, I know a lot of directors, they'd love to hire comedic actors to do these dramatic things. Cause they just, it's like a dream and it brings yeah. so much comedy to the dark stuff. And it was, I just, the two of them together. I know the chemistry was amazing. And I agree. You saw like the the comedy that they were able to inject because it was Nick Offerman, like being able to to make us laugh just a little bit, especially in those early scenes um, of the episode. But then to get the tenderness, like it just, it just knocked the wind out of me because I've never seen him in a dramatic role. Like to me, he is comedy through and through so yeah. to see him in this was just mind-blowing and honestly very decent singing voice oh yeah the two of them they were great it, they it were really uh, he's done some dramatic stuff before but this this was just it was so it was just the perfect note yeah. um so it was really really great to see also sort of the weird parallel or the opposites i guess where you have someone like Bill mm-hmm. who has this home, his mother's home, that he's made his own, but he still, of course, has all the trappings of like what his mom decorated it and everything. But he obviously yeah. like appreciates these finer things. And then you have someone like 
Joel and Tess who are inhabiting some dead person's apartment yeah. in the QZ who has – they haven't changed any decorations. They haven't tried to make this a home. She right. even says, like, that's not my home in the last episode. So to have this other version of someone who's, like, just making the best of this home and mm-hmm. thriving in it was really cool. I also really loved – you know, when, I mean, again, they're, they're two, they're perfectly matched. Uh, he's, you know, Frank is the heart and, and, uh, Bill is the brain. Yeah. And he's bringing the artwork and the beauty and we need friends and a social yeah. life and all of that. And so he, I love that moment when he really, like, um, puts his finger on this incredible house. And of course he's getting, he's like, I have a hot shower. I have this yeah. incredible food I smell. And there's like this thin layer of dust on the mantle. And he's like, you know, I could, it just, it's the perfect, um, just match there. And then I don't know if you noticed, but at the end when, uh, Ellie slides the key over the table, there's yeah, like track the dust. of dust. Yeah. I know. So it's and just, all the but it's beautiful storytelling, and, right? Yeah. The flowers are dead and all that. So yeah, I mean, that was just amazing. Um, definitely thought that we were going to lose Frank. I mean, Bill in the middle, as opposed to oh, of course, of course. When when uh, so we were watch- when we were watching it, Jan was like, "Wait, because uh, when uh, there's it's like a time jump for a couple more years, and you see Frank sitting in the wheelchair." Jan was mm-hmm. like, "Wait, did we miss something? Did, what yeah. happened?" Um, so it took us a second to kind of piece it together. But yeah, I I'm so glad that that's not how he went out. He deserved better than that. And just the ending and all of it was oh, so good. So good. So the Linda Ronsat song, I was listening to the yeah. the podcast after the show. Oh, uh-huh. And um, uh, like of the HBO official one. And they, he was looking, um, I think it was Craig Mazin was looking for uh, a song that would mm-hmm. be time appropriate and that would sort of encompass like a song that is a uh, sort of a state of permanent of permanent lonely heartache. Yeah, and he was like, "What should it be? It shouldn't be something that's like overplayed, blah blah blah, like something that they would actually know and have the music book to." Which is so funny because yeah. like our dad has Linda Ronstadt books. So yeah. that I saw that and I was like, oh, "Linda Ronstadt." <laughs> um, and so they called. I don't think you probably know this person, but Seth Rudesky is a friend of of. Um, Craig Mazin and he's like a Broadway guy and he does all these videos and it's he talks about vocal technique. He's like a huge personality now. But he texted him and he was like, I need a song that blah, 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 blah. And like it captures this feeling. And within two seconds, he writes back, Linda Rottenstadt, a long, long time or whatever. Oh and my gosh, I love like, that. Perfect. So that's the song that they used. Wow. And I also I- just love that there's nobody around. I mean, the, you know, the they're they're love and romantic relationship is just perfectly intertwined at this moment. And like, there's no one around and you have this man who knows so much and so little and hasn't been open with himself. And then you have someone like Murray Bartlett, you know, his Frank, who I think the director said, you decide when you know that he is definitely gay or that he's, you know, Mm lonely and and it's probably the situation that you think it is and I think he said he decided it was like when he was talking about Arby's or something out in the lawn like the very beginning he was like oh I know I know this I know the deal is here but you still have to scope it out in the appropriate ways he said so yeah 
Oh, yeah. I, I think it, I think that the song choice, of course, was amazing. Um, and yes, I we, our our family's very familiar with Linda Ronstadt. Um, and then I, I, of course, I'm like having just watched Stranger Things, the Kate Bush comparisons, like the fact that they're bringing back. These oh my songs. god! But I don't think that this the Linda the Linda Ronstadt song has had as much of a bump as Kate Bush running up that hill did. Granted, we heard running up that hill like four episodes in Stranger Things, and we've I, I maybe we'll hear it again. Maybe. Well, but. I mean, running up this hill can be a bop, and it can have it can be remixed for fitness classes, and it can yes. play at the club. Yes. Uh, and it's just a good song. This one is an emotional song, and it's I don't yes. think it would play quite as well to like the mood. I don't know if it would set That's the true. mood for, but yeah, I love the resurgence. Of course, I know. I and I I just I wonder if these showrunners recognize like we are going to pick this song and it is going to have a lasting impact on this artist who definitely oh yeah that's not forgotten but these people who are being going about their daily lives haven't dropped new tunes in a while and then bam yeah massive hit tons of google search alerts like everyone is talking about linda ronstadt today yeah the estate of the ronstadt estate is probably doing very well today (laughs) this whole week (laughs) they're like what are all these residual checks coming in um definitely definitely true um i also kind of drew a parallel between the kiss that as we talk about the kiss that we don't want to think about from last episode the kiss that like tess has in her last mm. moments and then like the kiss that they have in their chosen last moments. Oh. And it's just, again, it's the same. We're in the same story. We're in the same world, but it's just vastly di- different circumstances. I am so relieved to go back to the beginning when Joel is walking tissue. with- You're talking about this last scene <laughs> and it's just- No, I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm just saying I'm so glad or, oh, that last scene. Yes. I'm so glad that, of course, you think and I think a good show tells you how to watch it, but yeah. the when we saw the um, mass grave at the beginning, and of oh, course they uh-huh. show the mother and child, I oh, was like, yeah. "No, we're not doing this. No, and <laughs> we're not. We yeah. will be stopping watching this show." Um, yes, agreed. But they didn't, and that was wonderful. Of course, it was awful enough to to have the live versions, you know, even briefly, but, um, I'm just so glad that we didn't go in that direction. Me too. Me too. But that brings me to something I wanted to bring up, which is the, the sliding doors moment, which to any of our, any of your listeners who have not seen sliding doors, semi-mediocre movie, but fantastic philosophical premise, Mm -hmm. which is how much your life can, splinter and the different lives you could lead on whether or not you are able to get in through the sliding doors of a subway train. What happens if you make the train versus are stuck on the platform? If Bill had not been in his bunker, if he had gone on that truck and been killed, like this whole thing with Frank never would have happened. Frank would have probably died because he wouldn't have found shelter and he wouldn't have found bill to protect him and um so i mean that's like thank god he was a survivalist or else we wouldn't have had this amazing 45 minutes of television which is also hilarious because again we don't the context that that again i i know there's like different i don't know actually what they all mean but there are levels of 
doomsdayers and survivalists and preppers and, mm-hmm. you know, libertarians, people that just don't like the government, uh, like Ron Swanson's. And it's hard to know, uh, you know, I, so I don't know where to, to classify him, but we don't always get these people portrayed in the best light. And I know that we have that great, that fight that we jump into between the two of them sort of mm-hmm. halfway through where he's like, you know, you think 9-11 was a conspiracy, whatever. Yeah. But at this point, we've already bought in to Bill and we're like, you're so smart. You did this <laughs> correctly. Yes, that's, right. a, that's a lot of guns you've got. I don't yes. love that. But if there's no children in the house, I mean, and your mother's dead, it's just you. I yeah. guess we're okay and you probably know how to use them. Yes. Um, so it was just really interesting to to see that and be like, yes, you're prepared. <laughs> so smart. And then you're like, wait a minute. In a different world, we would be like, you're you're crazy, right? Crazy. I know, I know. And he does, he does classify himself as a survivor list. Survivor list. So okay, so we'll yeah, call, so we we'll call him call. that. Yeah, um, yeah. I also love this whole element with finding their friends. Oh, I if know. We, first of all, we get Anna Torv back. Thank God. Yes. I, I hope many more flashbacks with her in it. But we see them younger, and we see them. It's so cute. Like when she's walking away with with Frank and she's like, Oh my God, we should have, and he's like, we should have like <laughs> clues on the radio, um, which is so funny. And then, so then at that moment, I'm remembering, I'm like the eighties, right? Yes. We're like, okay, wait, so when did they play the song? And wait, I, so when, when did they play the song? I think they play the song when, um, the re- re- the most recent. So I want to say that it's when they, the two of them decide to go, to go. But I then- think because, because that's he, the because, last thing that Joel would right, and then Joel comes in and he says, like they see the computer playing the playing. 80s playlist, but then it's not. It's not. I would argue that's not really trouble. Like I would think trouble would be when a, the, we need your help. Yeah, or like when, when those yeah those griff the people the whatever you call them exactly. But it must have been right when Joel and Ellie leave the apartment because it was only it. yeah they just missed the death by like a month. Yeah, so but then I don't know why then? they would say don't come. I mean, maybe they thought, you know, if you're going to come just to see us, don't bother. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe he put the song on because that's a good that's a good question and maybe we're missing it, but maybe he put the song on because it was not looking good for Bill, but and Frank or sorry, Frank, but Bill has already made his mind uh, up at this point. I don't know. Yeah. But I think that that it's the most recent thing and I they haven't been assaulted in a while. So Right. No, you're right. I did going back to that cute little lunch that the four yeah. of them had, that scene made me like Tess more than anything else I'd seen in the show. I, I agree. And I think it, that it might be intentional. Yeah. Because otherwise I think that the the note when he says protect Tess, I I don't think it would have hit as strongly because Tess made it very clear when she said, I never asked you to, I never asked you to love, like feel the way I do about you, you know? So it was clear that their, it it felt like their relationship was much more of a necessity than it was like a romantic love, passionate love. Whereas that little interaction made you see a different, like a softer side of their relationship. Right. But I'm with you that, we're brought into their lives where it's not, it's like not reciprocated. Like we get the right. sense. She's like, I never asked you to feel the way I felt. So that implies that he didn't. And it implies right. that 
you know, he he probably would have, but he doesn't just he just can't get close to people in this way mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. But it definitely struck me as like it was kind of sad when in uh, Bill's note he says, you know, like you're put on this earth, you know, you protect tests or whatever. And I'm like, oh shoot, he didn't really. But I think he did. I I maybe we'll get more on that. But I that was a bit of dissonance that I don't know if it's just because I'm misinterpreting it or if it's it doesn't matter because we just assume they're they're partners and that's what matters yeah and of course you know now in that moment we're like well it's not Tess anymore it's Ellie so that's the the sentiment carries but Mm -hmm. um yeah it was that was really sad but I do think that he is grieving a lot and I think we're or we're supposed to glean that he really is affected by her death more than just, but is it, but is it because it is in the, after the episode with the, um, showrunners. Yeah. Um, they say that he sees, he sees Tess's death as a failure. So is it that he's mourning the death of Tess or that he feels like he's failed someone he's supposed to protect? Exactly. I think it's probably he's failed protecting someone yet again. Yeah. Which Which will Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can we shift gears and talk about the little elements with uh, of the Joel and Ellie storyline? Yeah, please. So I'm curious about Ellie because when she's down in get it, grabbing the Tampax, which good mm-hmm. for you, girl. Get that Tampax. Yes, the scene at when, the Cumbie, Cumbie, the Cumbie Farms. <laughs> the Cumberland Farms, exactly. Um, when she cuts open that zombie – Like that's, there's like a darkness there for sure. So full disclosure, didn't see the cut made because my eyes were closed, but (laughs) yes, I think we're supposed to, I took, I took two things. One. Yeah. The the kids of this, of this world are probably not really, um, you know, there's, there's ways in which their lives are going to be vastly different. Absolutely. Number two, the big thing I took away though, was like, she seems very capable and very confident. But since she asks that question last week about like, have you killed anyone? Does it feel weird? I'm wondering mm. if she's like practicing desensitizing herself to doing it. Cause she knows that she's going to have to maybe. So she might just be like, you know, not playing with her food, but like she might just be sort of, uh, testing exploring. herself or exploring. Yeah. Uh, because you know, yeah, sure. N- nobody likes these things, so we're not like, ooh, she secretly hates them. Um, <laughs> I I can't imagine. I mean, her eyes light up when Joel protects her at the begin at the first episode, yes. and she is yes, she's like glowing. She's like yes. yeah. But but the argument for that is that she's excited that someone's protecting her. This sure. when she's like looking like a creepy psycho child. Well, Bella Ramsey just has a, a very, very emotive <laughs> she face. Have, she does. That. She does. But that's like this kind of sick fascination For with sure. with cutting into this zombie. So that it was more excited about the, 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 I don't even know what to call it. Like the gr- grossness. She was like excited about that rather than like this guy is protecting me and I have had to fend my fend for myself for so long. For sure. No, I think there's a there's some things to unpack with her because, you know, she tells the story about the mall 
do I think she was alone? She pauses a very long time. Yeah. I don't, I think that, that we're going to get probably some, I, I don't know that she's been upfront about everything thus far. Well, yeah. I mean, clearly not. She, she took the gun. She didn't tell Joel. She purposely right. hit it. Um, I, yeah, there's that, there's like a darkness there. I'm not saying it's a darkness, like she's a bad character or anything. She's not no. a villain, but th- I think it's going to get her, get her into trouble. That'd right. And we know she can't swim too. They want us to know that. Yes. They um, definitely were, they were pointing at that as a massive. Yes. Just flag. so we remember, <laughs> Earl cannot swim. Exactly. Um, yes. I, I wonder how that will all play out. And I also, wonder if yeah i mean there's still a lot to there's still a lot to sort of discover about like the i don't know her, the experience that she's had up until now with other kids her mm-hmm. age like a, what are they all getting into i'm curious mm-hmm. about um yeah. and she doesn't tell joel that she did that so that to me says logic would tell me that she is, she doesn't need validation by what Mm -hmm. she's just done. She's -hmm. not trying to impress him with it. Um, so I don't know. Cause again, she wasn't like, I just, I just tortured like a dead half dead clicker downstairs and nothing happened to me. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that the fact that she doesn't tell him is almost more sinister. I agree. By the way, when you just said mwahaha, it reminded me of when she's reading the note. And she, <laughs> he... <laughs> that was good. Thank God for that moment. I think I remember being like, thank God they put some comedy back in the show. I know. And again, it's because I could hear Ron Swanson in my head being like, he, 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 he. so good. <laughs> and we all could. That's the best part. I so know. did you, did you, what did you make of when Joel was kind of pawing at the door, but they had locked it, which again, just a wonderful choice. Yes. Thank you. Um, and think he thinks of everything. He left the door open, the window open. Right. Did you take it as like, that was a sign? Cause remember the front door closes of yes. the house. Did you take that yes. as like a, a foreshadowing of like, there's a window open in there. And he was seeing that, that, cause oh, you know how when doors are open and yeah. windows close yeah. and it's like, what's well, ghost. Yes. Oh, that's funny. I did not linger on that question for very long, they, but that they definitely like makes sense. shot it. They were like, camera, on door, that closes. That's, for no reason. Joe, that's very clever. Well, I think, I think it was pro- – right. I'm guessing it – I mean, I can't think of what else it would be, but it was just like that's, I guess, to tell us that a window's open. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we find Always out wise. sooner. It's already there. Yes. Um, And I'm trying to think what else. I mean, it was just – it was just great up. just such great up. a good episode. I don't really know. So the scenes for next week, mm-hmm. um, they're in the car and oh. they <laughs> that card is not last long. No, it although works so I was hard for that battery, and it is going to last them like. 10 minutes of TV I know. Time. And I really hope he has some more. He took some of those batteries out of the fridge. How amazing was that when he was like, the fucking batteries in here. And then he's like, wait, <laughs> he's over-prepared and they're all in the fridge. Um, something I did not realize that you should do, but yeah. I, mean, I don't do cars very well. Um, <laughs> I think I, lo- I, I did think it was very odd that she doesn't know what a seatbelt is, but she does know what a cassette tape is. Um, but maybe yeah. some weird 
dead people's apartments are filled with cassette tapes uh, in the QZ. I don't know. It's possible. I thought, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was really cute. And she's like, it's like a spaceship and her fascination with the plane. And he's like, no, it's just a shitty car. Just a shitty car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. And of course the song is playing. So no, it was just, it was lovely. And I definitely get the sense that he's more protect. He's starting to protect her a little bit more. He mm-hmm. offered her the coat and the food and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But we just got to get, and he, you know, he told her what he, they all had sensed had happened with the pan, with this pandemic, with the flower, mm-hmm. which is something we all kind of figured out. But um, I don't know what to expect now. So I guess they're just headed to Wyoming Yep, and it and looks like now we're going to be shifting of villains away from the the clickers and the infected, and moving more towards the people who have survived and what right that what means the, the 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 drama is there because that's what that's what it looks like the next episode is all about is people attack people attacking them not yeah. infected. Yeah, and meanwhile, I'm just like, is this like could they be anywhere? I mean, that's. The hard part about watching some of the previous episodes was I had my eyes closed for so much of it. Yes. And I was like, wait, I didn't need to close. Like when they're wading through the water in the hotel and she's dinging the bell and playing like bellhop, I'm like, stop making noise. But there was (laughs) never anyone there. Yeah. And I, so then I could go back. So I rewatched it knowing that I didn't have to be scared. Right. Um, But that's like happening constantly in the show because it seems like they know, oh, there will surely be no clickers here. We can walk this way. And it's like, well, how do you know they're not around the corner? I know, especially when, I mean, she's finding them in the basement of a gas station. What's to say that they're not in random places? Yeah, I know. The show is so stressful. And that's why I love this episode so much. It just like gave me a break from being stressed and watching the show from between my fingers. So And shows you the good that could come from exactly. horrible what, life why are, like What are we protecting? So I have one last question for you, which is, if you were in Bill and Frank's shoes, mm-hmm. what would be your most missed aspect of pre-apocalypse life? Uh, so much so that I, like, have hoarded it in my house the way that Bill has, like, all the Beaujolais or that that something that Bill doesn't have that he misses or something. Let's do that one. Hmm. I mean, I would, pr- uh, well, I'd probably miss entertainment as an escape. So I think mm-hmm. I would be like, you know, when Frank shows up and he has a hot shower and he has wine and a piano, I think for me it would be like, oh my God, you have reruns of <laughs> Seinfeld. I don't know. Because yeah. talk about an escape. So maybe entertainment? What about That's you? That's a good one. Mine's a, a little bit broader, but freshness. Like I would oh. miss fresh content that I've never seen before. Like yeah. a new music book that I could play from because you don't – there's no one making new yeah. music books. And then that's why the strawberry moment is so fun oh, because it's I know. like – they haven't eaten strawberries and then they get to eat a strawberry. It's like, oh my gosh, I haven't tasted this. This is like a new taste. So that's what I would miss, like new, fresh things. They probably hadn't had a strawberry in like 10, 15 years because, yeah, Ugh. where would they get them from? And again, something that wouldn't have happened if they didn't make friends because of the exchange with the seeds. Oh, so that's cute. It's definitely yes, – that was that was a – fantastic moment like i know and the sun the sun yeah. setting and his giggling oh. it was just oh, so and then cute. he tried to make out and she's like not on the strawberries 
<laughs> so our HBO was buffering and I was like, I literally said, not on the strawberries. <laughs> and then it stopped buffering. And that's exactly what Frank said. I was like, yes, Frank, I feel you. Protect oh, the strawberries so at all costs. Yeah, I would definitely miss miss new content. Um, yeah, well, great up. And I cannot wait to see next week. I, I think they're breaking the game up into the game. I think they're breaking the show up. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be season one is like part one and season two is part two. But again, as everyone's probably hearing and they're frustrated because they probably know what happens and we don't. We do not know. Um, I don't know who the last of us are. I don't know who us are. I don't know who <laughs> the are. And the last means. So... <laughs> We shall see. We shall see indeed. Well, nerds, not today, you New World Order jackboot fucks. But we hope you had as much fun as we did, and we hope you will join us next week for another episode chatting about The Last of Us and The Bad Batch. As a small universe in a multiverse of other nerdverses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be be sure you're subscribed to the nerdverse. You're fine. Continue. (laughs) This is a new script for her, everyone. (laughs) I'm struggling to read. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdiverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdiverse pod. Thank you so much for listening. Keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, you were my purpose. (laughs) 